Welcome back. <laughs> Sexier. Is that your shiny voice? <laughs> so how are you feeling today? <laughs> uh, I'm, ta- I'm depleted today. Olivia has woken up every single night this week. Every single night. And because it's really just been me and her with Dan gone with work, she is obsessed with sleeping in bed with me. And at first... At first, I was like, okay, I have to get her sleeping in her own bed. And then I was like, why? She's six. One day, she won't want to sleep in bed with me. I don't really care. Wherever, If she wants to sleep in her own, great. If she wants to sleep with me, great. But she has woken up every single night. And then last night, it took her like 30 minutes to get back to bed, but it took me like an hour and a half. And then she always has to be touching me now when we're <laughs> sleeping. And, it's, and I'm tired. It's a lot. It's... Too much. People, I think people think like once they're like not newborns anymore, they don't wake up. Olivia wakes up all the fucking time. All the time. I wouldn't wake up if she woke up. Like that's like the weird, I feel like I barely woke up with a newborn, which is bad. Yeah. <laughs> but like I borderline She goes think- like this. <sighs> She's like blowing her nose for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Because it's so dry here. Yeah. It's the Colorado weather. I... I feel like I borderline have, like, narcolepsy. <laughs> I think you're just really tired. Maybe. But, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, I feel like I can't even count to 20 if I wanted to when I fall asleep at night. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I legit don't know if I could. And then in, in the middle of the night, I don't hear anything. Or, like, if I hear it, it just becomes a part of my dream. Like, I don't wake up. That's wild. I don't know. Last night, I had a dream I had a stroke, <laughs> and I feel like I, I thought I had a stroke. Like, I know that it was one of those dreams where, like, you know how Olivia's, like, an active sleeper? Yeah. Like, I think I was, like, talking. Yeah. And, like, moving. But, okay. What does it mean? So, I looked it up. Dream of having a stroke, okay? According to... Did you die in it? No, I was just, I was just in the, like, I felt like what, and then, like, continued on after. But, like, I had a stroke. Like, I, like, and I don't even know what a stroke Oh, my God. Technically is. grandma had a stroke last night. I know that. So, that's why it was my original thing before I decided to look it up today was when I came over to tell you that. I was, like, I wonder if grandma had a stroke last night, which, you know, because I, like, yeah. felt it and, like, ha- like, I feel like I couldn't talk. Like, I couldn't tell anyone. Like, and then my leg was, like, like, I couldn't. Weird. Yeah, it was really weird. So I was our, for, for people's understanding, because I feel like we're really <laughs> calm about that, it's like our grandma had a couple strokes like almost two years ago now, a year and a half ago. It was in the fall. This fall would be two years ago. It was three this fall. Three. Really? Yeah, I have oh to look God, it up because I have a photo of Chuck. But... She was like the coolest. I mean, she is the coolest lady ever, even still. But now she's really sweet, but she's just she's not all. She's an icon. Yeah, 100%. But she's just not all there. But yeah. it wouldn't surprise us if she had like another one. Yeah, because I think I saw her have a stroke one time, like a long time ago. Yeah, and you thought she was drunk. And I thought she was really drunk, and I was like, because she just uh, is that way. Like, she would drink, but, like, yeah. it was in the middle of the day. Yeah, she usually wouldn't drink till like, 5 or Yeah, four, she waited four. until, like, at least – I feel like it always was 5, and then, and then it was 4. Older, it was yeah, because yeah. she also went to bed at, like, 7 then. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know? so it's like everything moved up. Yeah. But I feel like um, – Weird, I wonder if she had a stroke. Yeah, so that was my initial – Thing. I, I bet that's what happened, but let's read what happened. Let's read what a stroke Okay, happened. well, one, set, one thing says, dreaming about having a stroke tells you that you are handling a difficult circumstance in your job. <laughs> um, 
you reach out with your motive and very good tasks. I don't know. And then the other one says, according to understanding of spiritual dream interpretation, a stroke symbolizes a threat in the switching center of spiritual power. I don't really know what this stuff means, but I don't know. What do you think? What? <laughs> You're just reading headlines. Yeah, I don't like to read the full thing. That's a lot of words. <laughs> well, that's why we don't know what it means. <laughs> it's wild to me you read so many books. Well, I have to be on a treadmill. Um, you know, yeah. if... I mean, I walk, like I'm at a very slow pace and I can hold on with one hand and hold the book with the other. But like, yeah, in 2020 or 2021, I like went through a book every month and for, I don't know, like five or six, which was like a lifetime record for me. This one talks about how dreaming about having a stroke literally is like how productive and clever you are. Weird. Why are they so different? Level-headed and thoughtful person. You're, you trust yourself more than anything else. Your moral strength and capacity. I mean, I do trust myself. Making cash, dream of having a stroke, a fight. I mean, there's so many reasons. Yeah, this it's very confusing. So the only logical thing is that grandma might have had a stroke last night. That makes the most sense to me, to be honest. Yeah. I know that won't make the most sense to other people, but we just, like, know things. When when I was in high school, I was having a part like, not a party, but people were over. Our, people always come over to our house. And I just started feeling really sick, and I started throwing up. <sighs> Sorry, I'm so tired. And... I started throwing up, and I, like, knew something was wrong with Dad, and that's when he got in that car accident. Weird. Yeah. Um, and then, one time when I was at camp, I don't remember if I was a kid or a counselor, and I started feeling really sick, and that's when Papa had... Did he have a heart attack? What did he have? Did he fall on the stairs? No, he had... He had something, but I also knew. Yeah. I mean, he did fall down the stairs at one point. But okay, it also says... Thing. Dream about having a stroke, a family feud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got one of those. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I think you're fine. Makes sense that I think just grandma had a stroke. We'll find out. We're going to go see her next Monday. I'm really excited to see her next Monday. Yeah. Um, all right. What's the biggest way people can work on dog training that isn't like actual dog training? I think people, I think most of my clients are either nervous or frustrated. I think most women get more nervous and most men get frustrated. Not that it doesn't switch, but when their dog isn't like doing what they want them to do or if something is taking a long time. So I think it's just, you know, it's almost like the analogy of putting on your life mask first. I think a lot of us are really tired and working really hard. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I think just like taking care of yourself first, that doesn't mean, I think a lot of times then people will like construed that I mean like couch cuddles with your dog and don't walk them. That's not what I mean. Uh, you have to like still fulfill your dog's needs. I had a virtual the other day with someone who was like, I'm worried that if I always fulfill my dog's needs, they'll be spoiled. And I was like, no, that's called being a good parent. Like mm-hmm. you have to, there's different, there's a difference of like creating an entitled dog than like fulfilling their needs. Dogs need water. They need food. They need play. They need to explore. They need to go in a fall state. They need boundaries. They need structure, but they need exercise. That's not going to make your dog spoiled. That is like a, just a necessity of owning anything. Um, 
But I think like for me, I, I have a hard time having discipline to keep these daily practices when I'm like feeling really good, but I'm getting better at it. Uh, but for me, I've been waking up and after Olivia gets off to school, I do the five minute meditation journal. I talked about this on Instagram, but for me, it was really hard to get into journaling because, because, um, we didn't have like a lot of privacy growing up. So, uh, I just, I think my journals consist of my boy crushes and dramatic emotional feelings and, I realized they were being read, so I just stopped doing them. And I think even as an adult, even though I know no one's going to read my journal, it just took me a minute to, like, do it. But so the five-minute journal has been really helpful because you just write, like, an affirmation for yourself, things you're grateful for, and, like, what would make today really great. And it takes, like, no time. And then doing a 10-minute meditation um, is, like, I don't know, I just feel like, when I've been really busy and when I was really having to hustle for pack life all the time, I think it felt like 15 minutes is just something I couldn't do. But then you like end up scrolling on Instagram mindlessly and you don't realize it's been 15 minutes. Like there's just so much stuff that we do that is like pretty mindless that we, I don't know, we, you have the time for 15 minutes to like take care of yourself. Yeah. Well, and like I was saying, I don't, I really have a hard time sitting down and writing for 15 minutes. Like, I feel like my hand, like, literally ramps up, which is not good. And it's weird because I, like, paint. But the – but I feel like if I'm – what I'm going to try to start doing is, like, talk texting into my notes and just talking to myself out loud about what's going on for, like, five minutes right before I get Chuck or, like, finding that time in the day to do it. Yeah. Well, I think – like you said this, but I just feel like and I'm all for mindlessly scrolling on TikTok and Instagram and like watching a TV to tune out, but it is like checking out and it's so important for us to check in and like see how we're actually feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, because it influences everybody around us. And it, I mean, I, it's just, yeah, it's the, it's the like analogy of putting on your own life mask first. I just think If you have 45 minutes in the morning to walk your dog and you are stressed out and like, you know, whatever, like just having to move really fast to get almost like this attitude of like getting it done as like a checklist off your day rather than like enjoying this time with your dog. I think it's just so much more beneficial to like slow down, sit down, journal for five minutes, do a meditation and then have like a really enjoyable 30 minute walk with your dog. They're actually tuned in. If they make a mistake, you're not going to get frustrated or take it personally. Um, And it's just really hard to do when... I think a story you tell clients all the time is... One time I was pack walking, I think a couple client dogs, but Lily was there. And Lily is... You know, all my dogs are good walkers. Um, They don't pull or anything. And But Lily was like kept going ahead of me and I was so annoyed. And I was like... At one point, I I was like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I literally said that out loud. And I was like, oh, my God, Samantha. Like, and so I just stopped and, like, did a minute, turned on Headspace, like, a minute quick meditation. And just, like, took a few deep breaths. And when I started walking again, she was, like, behind me. Like, she was just, ma- like, she just is so sensitive. She was matching my energy. And I was so rushed and, like, probably had a couple too many coffees that morning. And 
was just like almost like yeah trying to get it done rather than like enjoying time with my dogs and I just like she felt that energy and felt that I was rushed and so she was just matching it and once I like just stopped there did a minute meditation and took a breath she like fell behind so yeah I think for me in the morning doing that five minute journal doing a 10 minute meditation and then starting my day has been really helpful and then at night and then my goal is to read 20 minutes of a book a day um and not save it for right before bed because I just read two pages and then I fall asleep um and so reading 20 minutes a day and none of the books I've been reading are about dog training just because I feel like I try to learn so much and absorb so much of it throughout the day I just want like a break the book I'm reading right now is about parenting um and then I used to do this a lot and I stopped but um and was like hesitant to talk about it but I actually pull tarot for myself and I've been doing it like every other night and it kind of I just like pull the cards and then it gives me like a good kind of journal prompt to do but I think just like making it whatever you want to do whatever works for you make sure whether it's yoga or whatever talking in your phone like you said or like I think making sure it's like a daily routine like oh who is this person there's this guy who talked about daily uh, routines, but almost with like working out. And he does like a certain amount of push-ups every time after he poops in the morning. Because <laughs> it's just like, he's always going to poop in the morning. Yeah. Like that's when he it's poops. His, it's his alarm. Yeah, exactly. And so like he, there's just like literally right when he's done, he goes out of the bathroom and he does however many push-ups. And then that way he like won't forget about doing it. Like, mm. so for me, it's been like when I'm drinking my coffee in the morning, because it's just, it feels so nice to be able to sit down and drink your coffee. Like, yeah. for me, that's just so nice. So I might as well be, like, meditating and journaling while I do it. Yeah. Um, I know. I need to incorporate journaling. But I feel like working out, I try to do, like, four times a week. Yeah. But my big thing is, like, yesterday I told <laughs> I it the music changes me. Oh, 100%. And so, like, the class I was at, I love the class. Like, it's physically really hard. But, like, the way that I approach it... Mm-hmm. It's completely different. So then I put my, I was like, sorry, I, I love your music, which I don't know why I said sorry, but I don't want her to, you know, <laughs> I'm sure she put a lot of time to that little, what's it called? Playlist. playlist yeah. And I had my own playlist that just gets me going and a little different. Yeah. And so now they just know, they're like, no, I know you got to put your inappropriate music on. I'm like, yes, I do. So I have my <laughs> playlist of like, you know, Megan the Stallion, T-Pain. It like, it yeah. just gets me going totally different. And then I feel like I leave a different person. Yeah, Totally. Oh, it feels so strong. 100%. And it's weird, but that's like a huge, yeah, like therapeutic thing for me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Working out is just so important. Like taking care of your body and what you eat and everything is just so important. Yeah. Um, But I think like where people get really confused or like almost angry is I think, like I say this all the time, but dogs do bring us a lot of happiness but they're not responsible for our happiness and it's like the same with kids it's like obviously our kids bring us a lot of happiness but they're not responsible for our happiness like Olivia doing cartwheels through the hallway of the gym after rock climbing makes literally makes me laugh out loud like she's really funny but if I'm sad it's not her responsibility to make me feel better and like I think same goes with our dogs like it's and it's actually too much responsibility for some of them now there are some dogs that aren't sensitive and are you know like 
good therapy dogs and this is fine and then you need to make sure you have that dog but there's a lot of sensitive dogs that create like a lot of it creates a lot of like emotional issues with the dog but you know like it's just if you're dogs make us happy because we're supposed to be outside we're supposed to be walking we're supposed to be physically moving we're supposed to be in nature and having a dog get you walking get you moving get you going on hikes like all that brings you happiness looking at them literally gives you serotonin like petting them it makes you happy but if you're sat on the couch and your dog is experiencing separation anxiety or resource guarding or lots of leash reactivity and doesn't respect your boundaries it shouldn't be on the couch with you just to make you happy like you are responsible for finding ways to make yourself happy like and so it's just I think well it puts them at ease they feel now comfortable dogs and kids when you're able to like lead them like you're not expecting yeah it's just it's like it's it's just unfair to the dog if you have a dog with I think I've I've had so many clients that the dog has separation anxiety or resource guarding and the human just cannot say no to the couch and I just think it's so odd like it's so weird it's like your dog is literally stressed out what will make it feel better is having this boundary of crate in place and you can't put your own happiness aside to do what's best for them. Like, that is what's being a parent. Like, being a parent, it doesn't matter if you are 80 and your kid is 40 or 50. You, they are not responsible to make you feel better. Like, you, you are responsible to make yourself feel better. And I think, like, as silly as it sounds, doing whatever daily practice makes you feel better is, like, you need to fill your own cup so that you don't, like, require your dogs to fill up your cup or like, you know, and that, and that's, I just think people get confused because of course they bring us happiness, but they're not responsible for our happiness. And like, you have to do what's best for your dog. And if you like Cooper, the sensitive pit that Cammie had, like there was a night where it was like a rainstorm or something, right? Yeah. It was like really windy rainstorm and just the, there was an umbrella blowing on the balcony and they were both scared that there was someone outside. It's like We were literally like holding each other in his bed. Like I was just picture myself like 21, like terrified of an and umbrella. And he like broke out in hives. He was so scared and nervous. Like, and he was a really sensitive dog. And so like, but if Cammy would have been like, all is good, go in your crate or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he didn't even have a crate, but like go to your, go to your bed and like you looked and you would have just looked outside and saw an umbrella. I, honestly, I was just thinking that and I pictured it in two scenarios. And I was like, what if I opened the door and I was like, ah! and like out. That would have been so awful. So, but like, I feel like what I probably should have done was just been like, it's all good. Like told him where to go. Yeah. And opened the door and checked what it was and then let him see and then like gone back to move bed. about your day and like yeah. his I didn't need to take him to the vet the next day for hives yeah but I was 21 and learning yeah <laughs> Lily Lily come here good girl. good girl Lily um what were you saying Cooper oh there's just the Airbnb we're at has like huge windows and dogs walk past I just had to recall her um, it's amazing how well she's done because remember when she used to just go crazy at your own reflection? Yeah, girl was a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's a good girl. Um, but, oh yeah, but anyways, like Cooper was just like such a sensitive dog, which I mean, they have their purposes. Like Lily is so sensitive. Like in that moment, she needs direction from me. But like, I think what I always thought was really cool is Blue always had health problems and Lily would like smell his ear and like 
soon enough, an ear infection would come. Like, he, she would always know. She would smell, like, parts of his body, and then he'd get a hot spot because he was allergic to everything. But anyway, so there's, there's, a, there's a purpose for sensitive dogs. Those are the ones that can smell your blood sugar and COVID and or more easily do that. Um, but they're not good therapy dogs. They're not meant to make us feel better. So you can get a dog that is can handle the couch cuddles and not have, you know, like Baloo, he wouldn't, if I was crying, he would like leave the room. He didn't give a shit, but like, but, but he was a dog that could, I could have picked up and cuddled on the bed and it wasn't going to like, he wasn't going to get separation anxiety. He wasn't, he didn't have like any issues. Like he could handle not having boundaries and still make good choices. And I just find, especially the dogs that are more sensitive, like just really, or when dogs first come into our home, like just, or if we're entering boot camp, just like really need strong boundaries and that's what's best for them. And, and I think by doing these daily practices or doing things that fill up your cup, it's easier for you to take kind of take care of yourself so that you can hold these boundaries better for your dogs, which is better for everyone. Speaking of checking out articles, did you see, um, let me find it. Okay. When a five-year-old cat named Chai unexpectedly died in 2017, there was nothing her owner could do, or so she thought. Some 25000 and five years later, the 32-year-old dog trainer from Austin has a six-month-old carbon copy of Chai curled up in her lap. Belle is nearly identical to Chai, down to her deep blue eyes and fluffy white coat. Does it talk about the cat's personality? It says more than 25 years. No, it doesn't really talk about That's, I just want to know if the personality is the same. Like, who cares if they look the same? Yeah. Who, who gives a shit if the dog looks the same? Right. If, I mean, I feel like if they're cloning it, but it's identical, right? Well, I don't know. That's, I just don't know if their personality would be the same. Because even I feel like if I got Balloon now as a puppy... His personality wouldn't have been the same at 19, me, because all I, I just had so much time for him. Mm-hmm. And I also lived in Chicago. Like, me raising him, well, we're going back to L.A., but even, like, we don't live in busy areas of L.A. We were in the Valley, where it's, like, very neighborhoody. Yeah, like, experiences, all that. Yeah, like, he got Change so you, change him, you being with him at a different age. Yeah. Like, it's all different, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think it's really... I think well, that's whatever. like really. I think whatever yeah, whatever people want to do happy. with their money is like up to them. I I would not personally do it, but yeah. that being said, if someone was like, if you gave me fifty thousand dollars, I would give Baloo back to you. He'd have to live forever, not twelve years. And this, I mean, the dot, the last cat died at five, so like you don't even know how long animals are gonna live. You know, we don't Should know. Died by like getting hit by a car. By it was unexpectedly, but they didn't go into detail. But regardless, like, I loved Cooper. I love that time I had with Cooper. Just, like, personally, I just think that, like, what's – I don't know. Why do you need – I don't know. If it only looks the same, that's so dumb. Yeah. I don't think it – I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Also, like, I feel like it's kind of depriving you of, like, having new relationships. Like, it's like – Yeah. I just think every every dog that I've had has brought out something different in me. Like, Baloo, soul dog, love of my life, best dog in the world. But – I also just feel like if all the other dogs I've had have been, like, adult dogs, two of them rehab cases, like, I just feel like if I can get my hands on another puppy, I'll also create a good dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, a bulletproof dog. But, like, 
I just feel like then Lily made me kind of like, like with Baloo, he would go up to everybody, like unhomed people in Chicago and like just get cuddles. Like, and then if he ever did create boundaries, there was three times in his life that he did growl at guys and they were all suspicious and like, but other than that, like he just got to do whatever he wanted. I didn't have to set boundaries for him where like Lily was human and dog reactive. So when people would come up to pet her, I had to get like firm and boundary setting. And I feel like it just changed me as a, 20 year old girl like to yeah. learn how to tell people no and like to not feel bad if their feelings were hurt that they can't pet my dog i just don't feel like it's reality like yeah i don't feel like we should have that much control yeah 100 percent. yeah well it's kind of like i don't know i feel bad but it's kind of like move on like i don't know yeah like i mean i'm really grateful for that being said, like, I feel like when Baloo died, I will not care. I, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I won't care as much when my other dog's pass as Baloo. Yeah. But he was just, like, my first dog. And, but I also am so grateful I had the other dogs in Baloo Pass because, like, Popcorn just brings me joy. He's just a joy dog. He's my first little dog. Well, besides Yogi that we had as kids. But, like, he's just joy and Lily, like, they all just bring out different things in you. And if you, like, don't allow yourself to have new relationships, like, those things won't get brought out. Yeah. And you know what's so weird mm-hmm. is, like, if there's an afterlife or, like, a ghost of that cat, that ghost cat is still existing. <laughs> and then this new one, like, how could weird? It's just unnatural. <laughs> it's not, I don't know. It's just not right. <laughs> yeah. It's, I yeah, I mean, again, however people want to spend their money, not personally how I would do it. Not for me. I think not cloning for me. But, I don't know, my friend who's a Pisces and I'm a Cancer, so we love horoscopes, we'll always send each other horoscope things. And the Cancer one was, you had to pick two out of three things, and one was people never being mad at you. I don't remember what the other one was. And then, the, and then one was having a dog that could live forever or having a pet that could live forever with you. And uh-huh. so I chose people never being mad at me and, <laughs> and the pet living forever. But I was like, only if it could be blue. Yeah. Like I don't want any other pet to live forever. Right. So I would only clone him if it was his personality and he could live forever. I would pay a lot of money for that. Yeah. I actually don't know which of those I'd want. Cause I feel like I used to be people having mad at me. But I feel like I'm getting a little bit... I feel like people just get mad at me so much. It's like, I'm getting used to it now. <laughs> just getting used to it now. Um, but at the at workout class the other day, because this is another fun one, we had, if you could fly, predict the future, or... Um, what was it? I don't know. Fly, predict the future, or... I don't know. Let's just do those two. What would you do? I feel like I can already predict the future, so I'd fly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. I would for sure fly. Um, I think flying would be amazing. I honestly think if you didn't pick flying, something is wrong with you. <laughs> well, why are we so good? Okay. Uh, no, this is the Pisces one. Okay, and you yeah. have to pick two out of three. Okay. Your friends realize how incredible they are. Society finally starts to value emotional intelligence. Have a conversation with your past and future, past and future selves. Mm, the, the conversation with past and future. You get to pick two. Oh, and then the friends being happy. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're a cheerleader. Alex did not pick that. Let me find the camera. What did Alex pick? <laughs> People appreciating emotional intelligence. Yeah. Which would be good for, like, shootings. <laughs> <laughs> Just like world peace. Okay, mine was, no one ever gets mad at you. Apologies from everyone who's hurt your feelings. A talking pet that will live forever. I don't really need apologies from people who have hurt my feelings, so I chose no one to ever get mad at me and a talking pet that will live forever. But again, only if it's blue. Yeah, I'm okay with people getting mad at me, but I do need apologies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like I need them. I don't really care. Honestly, can't think of anyone who's hurt my feelings that I want apologies from. It's another podcast. Um, yeah, so I post this on Instagram. You can go find the post, but, um, I'm doing a like self workbook. uh, I'm blanking on the name of it, but, um, that I've just started and book club. yeah, it's like a book club. And the first one is a self workbook. So, uh, that's going to be in a couple weeks. And I think the goal with that will be like maybe once a month, a different book. But because this is like a workbook, uh, this one we're meeting two times. So yeah, go find the post for that. It's just like a way to encourage people to kind of get into these daily practices. Um, And I know it's been really helpful for me. So yeah, and don't forget to check out the membership page for lots of training videos and tips. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.